I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the best movies you've never seen. This is the podcast where I, Stephen Fennick, choose a movie that I know intimately and have seen many times. And I show it to my good friend Trevor Long, who chances are has never seen it. Uh, that's the case nearly every week. Trevor, how are you going? I'm going very well and uh, loving my movie knowledge that uh, comes in one ear and out the other. Sadly. We've, got a, we've got a great one this week. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. An old favourite of mine that even as an adult, and we'll get to, the, we'll discuss whether you think it's an, an a film for adults or kids, but one of those movies that uh, was released in back in 1971 starring Gene Wilder, directed by movies? Mel Stewart. No, I would have been three years old, but... I didn't. Breaking news: didn't see this at the movies, but it's one of those movies where I find if I'm if it's on TV, I just catch it. I've got to watch it yeah. till the end, and uh, I've even got the 50th anniversary edition of it. It's it's, uh, it's a brilliant movie. But how get this right? The director Mel Stewart, it's his daughter who read the book based on Roald Dahl's book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. So his daughter, I think she was 10 at the time, read the book and said. Dad, you should make this into a movie. Wow. Talk to Uncle David. Uncle David is happened to be David Walper, his good mate, who's a producer. Yeah. Now, he had he they got they talked about it, got the idea, bought the rights to Roald Dahl's book for half a million dollars. <sighs> right. Now at the time, get this, right? David Walper, the producer, was making TV shows mm. that were funded by Quaker Oats, you know, the oatmeal company? Yeah. So that he was making all these TV shows. They were funding it, and they were one of the advertisers in the TV shows. Wow, that's a strange. So call. they were, how's this for timing? Mm. Quaker Oats said, he approached them and said, listen, we've got this idea for this movie. Uh, what do you reckon? They said, brilliant. We're going we're gonna to introduce a new candy bar, and it's the perfect th- promotion to have a movie to go with it. And they were going to call it the Wonka Bar. No. So he said, the, uh, the, our only issue is change the name from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He said, no problem. So hang on. In the book. 
in the book is the Wonka bars, but they were coming up with their own Wonka bar to, they just happened to, they wanted, wanted to make a chocolate candy type product and they thought, let's call it Wonka bar to go with, the, so to fit in with the movie. Right. Yeah. But, but get this. When it was, so they changed the title. They put up the money, $3 million. But when the movie came out, so they timed for the chocolate bar to came out, there was an issue with the formula of the chocolate, and it would melt too fast. So they had to pull it off the market. Oh, no. <laughs> so they made the movie fantastic, but the promotion with the chocolate oh. bar, rant, sorry, the chocolate just melted. Wow. They had to pull it off the market. So wow. there you go. Now, this movie was shot in Munich. Okay. Now, and it's, I did wonder it's, when you yeah. see those kind of aerial shots and whatnot, yes. I did wonder where that is. I knew it was European. It's deliberately ambiguous. Right. Right. So he, it's meant to be like True. a Neverland type place, yep. right, where it's deliberately vague. It was it shot in Munich, which was cheaper than shooting it in the US, and had that storybook quality that Mel Stewart wanted to go for. And he said he didn't want it to be a place that's identifiable, you know, like New York or, or LA, some, somewhere where there's iconic buildings where yeah. you think, oh, that's New York or that's whatever. Right. So he decided to shoot it in Munich. So it felt Italian to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, definitely Just felt European. Landscape. Definitely yeah. felt European. Um, but another thing, too, he also wanted the movie to feel timeless. And so he never showed many vehicles. That's you true. think about it, there's not many cars driving Even when around. they're in a car lot, yeah. they don't show cars. They're, they're, yeah, so it's really... Because that would age a movie. Yeah, you see a car. I think, oh, yeah. that's a 1963 or whatever. Yes. So he deliberately didn't do that as well. Interesting. Did you have it? You knew about this movie. I've, I've definitely seen the movie yes. as a kid. Right. Um, I, I know the story. And there's some iconic scenes in the movie that I think most people know, like yes. the Chocolate River and, and whatnot. Yep. But, um, but I would struggle to recount yeah, the, right. the full storyline. And I'm not. I'm not going to go there with the seek with the remake. The Johnny Depp remake I thought was awful. Okay. Of of always, and I thought the same thing about the Planet of the Apes remake, which I think we talked about on back on episode whatever that was earlier. Stephen on the not a fan of a remake. Not a fan of the. Well, if the remake's good, they just you can't improve on that original. And this one had so much heart in it. The yeah. the other the I second mean, one was trying to be too. Watching much. this on the weekend. Yeah. With my kids on a yep. big 85 inch high sense TV, like yep. big. It looked amazing. Like yeah, I don't it, know why. I, I actually it looked really good. Yeah. Partway through the movie, went why? Should see would it, on, you remake did you watch it on this. You watch it on Fetch. Where'd you, you had uh, watch it Fetch Fire Stand in right. 4K. Okay, in 4K. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, it looked it looks beautiful. It's they re, they remastered it. They redid it for the 50th it's anniversary. Amazing. Yeah. Well, the movie uh, was a success, even though today you think it, it's like a lot of other hit films like Shawshank and all these other movies that at the box office they did good, not great. But this film was, did the similar sort of thing. Box office, good, but became this this iconic movie, cult movie over yeah. the years. Now, again, the Mel Stewart says one of the reasons he reckons it was a success, and this is from Mel Stewart, the director, mm. he said he made it for adults, not children. Interesting. It was aimed to be a film to be enjoyed by adults, not for kids. And it just happened to have kids in it, and so that's why they were... That, that's why he didn't want to make it like a little little childish movie. He wanted to make it aimed at that adult viewer. I, I can see that. I, yeah. I can I can also see, you can see both sides of that story. Yeah. But I say that about pretty much all good kids movies. 
Like, well, you know, when we get they've to got car, to appeal to when parents. we get to the best movie of all time, Car Three. <laughs> car Three. There's so much. Yeah, I agree. There's yeah, so agree. much in it that dads and mums laugh at. The kids yes, don't know what they're that, doing. That's above their head. That's yeah. the it's best. Like the Simpsons is like that too. It's the yeah. best part about those storylines. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Is the fact that a parent can yeah. see it from a different angle. It's a two-hander. Let's call it two-hander. Where it's out for good for adults, good for kids. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. is that what you, your idea for two-hander is, mate? Going to move on from that. <laughs> and again, remember it said it was. Not a bad box office hit, but during the uh, when when movies were started to be rented in the eighties, this enjoyed a whole resurgence. Now, question is: Do you reckon Roald Dahl was a fan? That's a great question. I th- the the guy who wrote the novel. I think, I think he would be because of the. I think the factory would yeah. make this make this impressive to him. He wasn't. Wow, not a fan. Wow, I think one of the main reasons why he wasn't a fan was he was brought in on the he was involved, yeah. Co-wrote the script, yeah. but they brought another bloke in, who all the all the cool bits that happened in the movie, are mainly written in for the movie. Oh, yeah. The book was good, and it was a kids' book. Mm. The guy they brought in was the who co-wrote it. He improved it. That's the reason why. He I was didn't say, like if, it as much. If it changed a lot, and, and we'll talk about the difference between the book, book and, film, yeah, there, and I, I don't know very little about that other than just yeah. one little one little bit that's very different. Uh, as the author of the book, that's what would make you not like it. Well, would be actually changing your story. So many cases of that happening. Yeah. Where, you know, I think remember we did one flow over the cuckoo's nest. Ken Kesey, who wrote that, hated the movie. I think Stephen King wasn't a fan of The Shining, which he wrote with Stanley Kubrick directed. Oh. In this instance, Roald Dahl not a fan. In so much so. They wanted to adapt the sequel as well. There's a sequel called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. And okay, so yeah. they just. Because I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Roald Dahl goes, nah, he didn't like the movie, so he didn't. He refused to sell him the rights, the movie rights to it. So wow. they missed out. So who knows what could have been right there? All right, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a trip down the Chocolate River. But before we do that, if you haven't seen Willy Wonka, yeah, Chocolate River, that sounds a bit strange. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> before, before we do that, if you haven't seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, check it out on Fetch. One of uh, thousands of movies you can rent or buy on Fetch, uh, along with Discover through streaming services. And we talk about this a lot. But that's the beautiful part about the Fetch box is it's a whole entertainment system. So I can, in any given day, I can watch free-to-air TV, a recorded free-to-air program, um, uh, subscription TV channels that come in via the internet, recorded subscription TV shows, uh, on-demand content that's happening in, in the EPG on-demand content in all the apps like Nine Now, Seven Plus, all that's there, and of course the streaming apps like Stan and Netflix and many more. They're all available. The universal search is exceptional. You'll see nothing like it on another another platform where you can literally ask for a movie like Willy Wonka, and it will show you where it's available for you to watch. So if you're tight like me, then you don't have to rent or buy it. It's available already <laughs> in your streaming service. If you haven't got Fetch. Get it now. FetchTV.com.au. You can get it from major retailers and internet providers. Now, you have – this is your proper watch start to finish. With, yes. With the kids. Yep. I watched it with Harry and Vivi, yeah. so 11 cool. and 12-year-old. And what, what was your impression? What were their impressions? Yeah, I think I think the it was a fun afternoon watch. I yeah. think that was the great thing about it. Um, that They had – one of them had seen this and one of them had seen the newer one. Um, I don't. There was no way it was as engaging for us as a family as a modern Disney, right. you know, uh, cartoon, you know, animation show. Yeah. But it, it was. It's such a great storyline that yeah. you do feel just completely engaged in it. There, there's bits and pieces that I think are downers for kids, which we'll talk about. But 
you know, broadly, um, it, it's quite an enjoyable... Was it made for kids, remember? Wasn't well, apparently not, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's an enjoyable family movie. Fantastic. And your tweet on this one? Um, the Candyman can? Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, yeah, that's Candyman has still got it. Because, you know, in this day and age, you've got to be careful. We're talking about Oompa Loompas and stuff, don't you? But um, no, I think what? the tweet... Just, you know. Yeah. Oh, mate, and I'll talk mate, to you. My wife dressed up as an Oompa Loompa. Remember that? When night? we get to the Oompa Loompa scene, this, and remind that wasn't, me. That wasn't in the privacy of my own home. That was re- at a party. Remind <laughs> me to tell you what Harry said <laughs> about the Oompa Loompas. It okay, was, all right. It's, it's all just right. a funny insight from kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? okay. Anyway, um, I, I think the tweet here is, it, it, this is a classic story that can be rewatched. Yeah. So far up Willie Timeless. Walker, timeless, and and enjoy uh, a family watch. Fantastic. Well, breaking news: I did not see this at the movie. This is unbelievable. Okay, um, but I can remember the first time I did watch it on TV. I can remember and black and white. Of uh, it's color, you idiot. It was color. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> we had a color TV, mate. When I was Ooh, when I was a young doing bloke. very well. <laughs> So I've seen it countless times. And as I mentioned at the top, I do own the 50th anniversary edition on 4K, which also came with a little, a, a the replica of the golden ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. that's So it's in the DVD box set. That is cool. Yeah, it's part of, part of my collection, mate. Let's move on to the cast, shall we? Yeah. Gene Wilder is, of Man. course, Willy Wonka. So he was good. in uh, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, Woman in Red, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Uh, terrific actor. He died in 2016, uh, aged 83. But get this. He told the director that he would take the role of Willy Wonka under one condition. So he said at the very start, do you remember when he was doing the limp? Yes. And then suddenly somersaulted? Yes. He said he wanted to do that because that would give the impression that you just don't know what you're going to get. You yes. don't know whether he's telling the truth, if he's lying, what he's doing. Yes. He said, that's the only thing. If you if you can allow that, I'll do it. And he said, sure thing. Why would you not allow let's, that? Let's go. Yeah, so that's what he did. Basically, mate, improv. Oh, yeah. Make it happen. Well, he he was uh, he, he played a great role. Peter Ostrom played Charlie Bucket. Now, this is a fascinating story. This was a young boy, first film role. And only film role. That's remarkable. Never, ever acted again. I'm Played sure Charlie you've, Bucket. you told me that fact before. Ostrom, he turned down. The, the producer, David Walper, said, listen, let's do a three-picture deal. We'll get you in other movies. And he said, eh, not really. He is, wanted is there to, reports of why? Did he well, he, he said he sort of, he when he, he went to the premiere and the whole process, he thought, meh, he was a bit underwhelmed wow. by the whole thing. Isn't that amazing? He bought a horse with the cash he got. And that's what led him to become a veterinarian. Which he is to this day. He's a vet. Wow. Yeah. He comes. He he does all Charlie the Charlie Bucket. He does all the uh, reunion specials. There's a really good. Uh, if you you can talk. That's YouTube. good. As long as he's not oh, disengaged. He's, no, oh no, not at all. No. Right. He, he, in fact, he tweeted in 2016 yep. when Gene Wilder died. Oh wow. He said, "I just inherited a chocolate factory." Oh, when he died, you know. That's so, sweet. So, yeah. So he has. He's still very much part of the family. Yep. And he comes together. There. There is a. If you look up on YouTube, there's a special called. It's part of the DVD. Uh, extra is called Pure Imagination. And I've oh, got yeah. the book, actually. I've got the book that the bloke wrote as well. And it, in that, they, they talked to all the ch- the children. That was, you know, there was Veruca yeah. Salt, Violet, Mike TV, um, Veruca, yep. I think August. I said, Augustus Gloop. They all talked to all of them yeah. as grown-ups. Wow. It's amazing. It's a really cool sort of where are they now type special. If you talk that YouTube, is cool. I will get YouTube, to that, yeah. yeah. 
Before we get to the run through, we need to talk about our other great sponsor. And Trevor saw what was the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on his 85 inch TV. Yeah. Well, I've just received a 75 inch their mini LED U9HAU. I've just received it to review. And boy, is this an impressive television. This is mini LED. So it's got the uh, improved mini LED pro backlight. And it's got combining that with the QLED quantum dot color. So put them together, the picture quality will knock your socks off. It's also certified IMAX enhanced and also has Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10+. Plus. So the picture, especially if you're watching 4K, is going to be amazing. There's a 70-watt sound system built in as well. So you get 2.1.2 channels and Dolby Atmos. So not only does it look good, sounds great as well. And again, if you're into your gaming, 75-inch screens, got Game Mode Pro, HDMI 2.1 running 4K at 120 hertz. Call of Duty's out this week, so that should be, look really good on that. The Vidar U6 operating system too, really easy to get to your content, sort out what you want to watch really quickly, really easy, allows you to go through to, to the content you want to watch, including the movies we talk about right here on the best movies you've never seen. Do yourself a favour, head down to a store, stand in front of a Hisense LED TV, or get over to their website as well, hisense.com.au. Are you ready, Trev? Rolling. Ready. The Chocolate River is ready for us. <laughs> There's definitely something I do, wrong I, with <laughs> I do like the uh, the start of the movie where you see all the all the chocolate being made. Yeah. That was apparently filmed at the Toblerone factory in ah, Switzerland. Right. They, they got in there. Because it's very, it is, yeah. it's very, uh, it gets you mouth-watering. You know? oh, yes. It really gets you in that sense of it's candy. A, it's a nice, yeah, exactly. It. You think, oh, yeah, I feel like you feel a bit peckish after yeah. that. You want a bit of Somalis, yeah. But we see the uh, school's out, kids are running out, they head down to Bill's Candy Shop. And he says, oh, Wonka's come up with another one here. It's the Scrum Diddly Umptious Bar. Wonka's got a new one today. What is it? This is called a Scrum Diddly Umptious Bar. Scrum Diddly Umptious Bar? How does he do it? My dear boy, do you ask a fish how it swims? No. Or a bird how it flies? No. No, sirree, you don't. They do it because they were born to do it. Just like Willy Wonka was born to be a candy man, you look like you were born to be a wonkerer. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two? The Candyman. The Candyman can. <laughs> Do you like this bit where he lets the kids in behind the counter even? Yeah, it's a bit random. Yeah. Uh, all, all, the, all the rich kids are yeah. in there with all oh, the cash to spend. I will say to you, it's at this point I go, oh, crap, it's a musical. Uh, <laughs> songs are great in this. I love the songs. So I'm not normally a fan at all. In fact, there's okay. been a re there was one recently. It was like a sound of Hollywood music. Mate. You no, like no, thing, not yeah? that we did, but yeah. but there was a. I'm sure there was a big Hollywood. Not, and I'm not even thinking of Hugh Jackman, the greatest showman, because I yeah. don't mind that. Yeah. But just sometimes you put music. Is it La La Land or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's all. Of and yeah, I'm it's like, a massive nah, musical. Too, yeah. too much music. I only one every Oscar possible, the, but that's all. The right. thing about <laughs> this is though, because it has been so successful. And they are iconic. Yeah. There's three or four songs in this that you just you absolutely go on oh, yeah. to. There's a couple yeah. that you're like, mm, could do without yeah, that. Yeah, I'll tell you the one I reckon you could do without. All right, well, stand by. When, when we agree. get there, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we uh, we see Charlie though peering in through the window. So yep. immediately he's the outsider. He's got no money. Yeah. Uh, he, he heads over to he get his papers for the route. Very. He goes, oh, it's payday, Mister Kopek, and he gives him the fifty gives cents him a few with coins. Gives um, him some dollars. The Did you do a paper route as a kid? Uh, no. Really? No. Did you? Oh, yeah, in Condell Park. 
There you go. Um, and we, we used to take a lot more papers than that. Oh. Charlie had like six papers. Oh, well, easy on the way home, mate. It's not, how much <laughs> is he getting paid to deliver six papers? Oh, I don't know, but it was enough to buy a loaf of bread. We used to hold out for tips. <laughs> I mean, that back in the day. Anyway. Um, no, yeah, just, that was my go. first observation there. Okay. Was he, he got four papers to deliver or something. But he, uh, he gets, as he's walking, uh, he, he gets, he's doing his paper out, but then he walks past the Wonka factory. And did this creepy dude freak you out a little bit? Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen, we dare not go a-hunting for fear of little men. You see... Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. So that immediately you were intrigued, thinking, ooh. That takes the edge off the kids' movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah, and he had like knives and all that. Like a couple yeah. of years earlier, and Victoria's not watching this just because of that creepy music. Yeah, okay. But it sort of set the tone to thinking, okay, this is a mysterious factory we're looking at here. Yeah. Charlie gets home. He's, uh, we see that he's... His grandparents have bed bed bound have been for the past twenty years. Four of them in one bed. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah. about that we need to unpack I later will, on. There will be a bit of that. Um and we find <laughs> out of, you know, he works too hard for a little boy, remember yeah, Grandpa Joe Grandpa says. Grandpa Joe. If only his father was alive, so immediately yeah. you know his dad's not with us. But um he gets home and they they remember they said, Wake up, wake up, Charlie's home. So there's like yeah. the whole lot of their day to see young Charlie. Yeah, well mate, you've been lying in bed with <laughs> With your, well, they're not yeah. even your brother and sister-in-law. They're they're like through marriage, you know. Yeah, like, I know. It's a very know. strange head-to-toe it's relationship. <laughs> it's a strange arrangement. Yeah, definitely, mate. But mate, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't share a bed with you head-to-toe. Me let neither. alone grandpa. Me neither. Joe. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'd want my own room. I'd say. But uh, but we see Charlie's come home and he's seen what they're having for dinner again. Is this your supper, Grandpa? Uh, well, it's yours too, Charlie. I'm fed up with cabbage water. It's not enough. Charlie. It's all we have. What are you saying? How about this? Charlie, where'd you get that? <laughs> what difference does it make where he got it? Point is, he got it. It's my first payday. Good for you, Charlie. We'll have a real banquet. Now, how poor are they? If, like, do you know what cabbage water is? So, what they boil cabbage and, and just have water? Is that it? Yeah, that's it's just the, the soup. cabbage and the water. It's like a so soup. that's yeah, an I ultra assume. cheap meal, mate. They're right. very poor. Yeah, and so a loaf I mean, of I don't bread think Grandpa Joe's had a shower in a few <laughs> few years as well either. <laughs> they can't waste the water. Yeah, they've got pretty sure there's that bed stinks yeah, just quietly. I'd say, yeah, you got to also. It. How are you having how a banquet with bread? Yeah, exactly. Well, they're doing a tough. By the way. I will. Okay. Yeah. Mate, if someone brought bread. out that loaf of bread love and said, bread. shall we have a banquet? I'd be like, yeah. I'm done. Give me the butter. Carve Sweet. it up. Sweet as. He gives his mum the change. Though. Don't you love this? You know, yeah. Charlie's a, a real kind-hearted heart. kid. He he not only gives his mum the change, but he's also going to look after Grandpa Joe as well. From now on, I'm going to pay for your tobacco. No one's going to pay for it, Charlie. I'm giving it up. Come on, Dad. It's only one pipe a day. When a loaf of bread looks like a banquet, I have no right buying mm. tobacco. Go on, Grandpa. Please take it. So it's great. It's a great. He still line. insists. When yeah. a loaf of bread looks like a banquet, yeah. Struggle, you know, struggler. That's yeah. that's a really really well written line, I think. Yeah. Because the whole point here is that it's that establishment. It's that character. Yeah. What do you call it? Character establishment. Yeah, yeah it's sort of the ex- exposition. Exposition. Yeah. Yes. Where you where find out about the characters. We've got, we've got to learn enough about Charlie's family to feel yep. sorry for him, and we've got to also learn enough about Charlie to know. That this is a kid at that age that has just a heart of gold. Yeah, absolutely right. Because the movie doesn't work unless Charlie's got a heart of gold. And also his relationship with Grandpa Joe, and who in a minute he he tells him about 
all the sort of, he, again, gives him some information about the Willy Wonka and the factory. Mm. After I finished my paper route, I was in front of Wonka's. There was a strange man there. I think he was a tinker. He was standing right behind me, looking up at the factory. Just before he left, he said, nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. And right he was, Charlie. Not since the tragic day that Willy Wonka locked it. Why'd he lock it? Because all the other chocolate makers in the world were sending in spies, dressed as workers, to steal Mr. Wonka's secret recipes. Especially Slugworth. Oh, that Slugworth, he was the worst. Finally, Mr. Wonka shouted, I shall be ruined. Close the factory. And that's just what he did. He locked the gates and vanished completely. And then suddenly, about three years later, the most amazing thing happened. The factory started working again, full blast. And more delicious candies were coming out than ever before. But the gates stayed locked so that no one, not even Mr. Slugworth, could steal them. Pretty mysterious, eh? Three sort of three Good story year break, Jack. three year break, and then boom, they're back again. Yeah, but because no you're one, still no one going in and out. How does he yeah. get that done? And how does that happen? Yeah. Next day in the classroom, uh, they're uh, mixing. I think Charlie's taking part in some sort of experiment. Science experiment. Then you hear a, a little disturbance outside the classroom. Here, Winkleman, come here. What's happening? Willy Wonka's opening his factory. He's going to let people in. You sure? It's on the radio, and he's giving truckloads of chocolate away. Class dismissed. No, no, it's only for five people. Class undismissed. He sent him five golden tickets, and the people who find him will win the big prize. Where's he hidden the tickets? Inside five Wonka bars. you got to buy Wonka bars to find them. Class redismissed. <laughs> Wait. We had a yeah. good laugh at that. Yeah. That was class dismissed, class, class undismissed, class redismissed. Yeah. Such a good little bit. Did you notice here how everyone bolts out the door except for Charlie? Yeah. Charlie's hanging back. He's, Charlie like, he's got no he money. He can't, money. Buy, can't buy a candy bar, mate. But then, it, you know, it, make, it makes the news. And now details on the sudden announcement that has captured the attention of the entire world. Hidden among the countless billions of Wonka bars are five gold tickets. And to the five people who find them will come the most fabulous prize one could wish for. A lifetime supply of chocolate. And as if this were not enough, each winner, before he receives his prize, will be personally escorted... They're all crazy. The man's a genius. He'll sell a million bars. Do you reckon he was a bit ahead of his time with the sort of guerrilla marketing? What a competition. Yeah, smart, eh? Genius promo. Five five golden tickets. I mean... Worldwide. Worldwide. Bang. Bang. Great idea. Yeah. Uh, so we we find out that uh, the he, he's the talk is then about I think Charlie like have I got a chance? He goes, of course you got a chance. Yeah. You got a chance just as good as everyone. And you see, and then there's just Wonka all these being snapped of, up. Did you like the a, shot? There's a shot of one outside the White House, the White House delivery truck at the White House. Little old delivery truck sitting Trolleys in the White House, full of bars. Did you like the patient with the psychiatrist saying, "Look, I keep having visions of Wonka bars and golden tickets." He goes, "Where are they? Where are they? Tell me where they are." <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. And then we find though. That the first ticket has been found. While we in America slept, the first golden ticket was found in the small town of Duselheim, Germany. We've been waiting several hours for the follow-up story, and we're finally ready with a live report. <laughs> Proud we are, for the attention of the entire world focuses today right here in Düsselheim, a community suddenly thrust into prominence by the unexpected discovery of the first Wonka golden ticket. It's lucky finder is the son of our most prominent pork butcher. The boy's name, Augustus Gloom. Augustus, how does it make you feel to be the first golden ticket finder? Hungry. <laughs> Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> 
Did you like when they interviewed his dad? His dad ate the microphone. He just eats the microphone. <laughs> That's quite That's fun. some weird it stuff going me, on. It still makes me laugh to this day. Really? Yeah. Then, then you see, though, did you notice when the yeah. they interviewer and this bloke with a scar on his face comes and gives him more food and starts whispering in his ear, thinking, yes. who's this dude? So let's just keep that, put a pin in that one, right? Charlie, it's his birthday, gets a nice scarf that they all contributed to. They well, they're all lying in bed for 20 years. They've got time to knit a scarf. Yeah, it's not like they went out shopping together. Yeah. But, uh, he got a gift, uh, got the red scarf, but he also got a gift from Grandpa. Open it, Charlie. Let's see that golden ticket. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It's not fair to raise his hopes. Never mind. Go on, open it, Charlie. I want to see that gold. Stop it, Dad. I've got the same chance as anybody else, haven't I? You got more, Charlie, because you wanted more. Go on, open it. Here goes. I got it! Where? Where? Let's see. Fooled you, didn't I? <laughs> Little shit. You thought I really had it. <laughs> Never mind, Charlie. You'll find one. If I was Grandpa Joe, I would have clocked him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where Grandpa Joe had the time to get out of Thank bed to you. buy the chocolate. That's one of my yeah. big, hang on That's a minute, a bit of a plot, plot hole. hole. Yeah, plot hole. Grandpa Joe hasn't, hasn't out. got yeah. out of bed in 20 years, Maybe apparently. Maybe he bought his tobacco. Yeah, but how does he buy yeah, tobacco if he's know. stuck in bed? Maybe he does He does like Uber delivery or something. There's a <laughs> service. Because mum's not buying it because she, she didn't know about the chocolate bar. Yeah, there you have it. There Mate, have that's it. the yeah. biggest hole in this whole movie. All righty. Exposed. <laughs> Grandpa Joe. <laughs> he can't walk. Next thing we see, the factory and a, just a whole factory full of women shelling yes. Wonka bars. And we meet our little spoilt woman, uh, little girl, Veruca Salt. I want to be the first to find it. Why haven't they found it? All right, where is it? Why haven't they found it? Veruca, sweetheart, I'm not a magician. Give me time. I want it now. What's the matter with those twerps down there? For five days now, the entire flipping factory's been on the job. They haven't shelled a peanut in there since Monday. <laughs> so it's called Salt's Peanuts. Was the so company, you remember well that? cast, both oh, of yeah. them. And that woman, her name's, I think, uh, uh, her surname's Cole. She's the only child actor in the movie that continued acting to this very day. The she's, only one? She's the only one. All of them, Augustus Gloop, one and only movie. Uh, I think uh, Violet, she would, I think made a, a TV show and that was it. Mike TV acted until he was about 15, quit. quit. And Peter Ostrom, as you know, Charlie Bucket yep. gave it away. But she was acting, she acts and does voice work, overwork to this very day. Oh, well, she did a good yeah, job. The name, her name's Leslie Dawn Cole. Spoiled yeah. little brat. <laughs> she goes, I like it. She goes, make them work nights. But the interesting thing he, is... He goes, a one pound bonus to anyone who finds it. Yeah. And they go nuts. When uh, when you ask a kid, like Harry and Vivi, about this, yeah. I'm like, what are you noticing about that girl? Yeah. Like, she's spoiled. Yeah. Like they... It's Immediately the thing, even though it's yeah. made for adults, it's a you know it's a family movie. Right. The yeah. exposition is so clear totally. on the characters; it's it's very well done. But then we find someone's found the ticket. Oh, the the sheer number of boxes they found, and Mister with the the Mister with the Scarface, Scarface yeah. is there as well. Rocks You're thinking, up. what's doing? He starts whispering in her ear again. Uh, we see that the craze is sweeping the world. Trash cans full of Wonka wrapper stores, the sold out signs, new shipments being sent worldwide. Uh, I love the scene where the scientists tried to use the computer to find the golden ticket. Did you recognise that bloke? Yeah. Tim, no. Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, yes. Say? No, no. Goodies. The bloke from the goodies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tim yeah, Brooke yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, but then we also find the third ticket has been found right here in America, the announcer says, in Miles City, Montana. And this is a, she is the daughter of a uh, car salesman. Violet, would you care to say a few words sure to the nation? Here it is, golden 
ticket number three, and it's all mine. Tell us how it happened, Violet. Well, I'm a gummy chewer normally, but when I heard about these ticket things of Wonka's, I laid off the gum and switched to candy bars instead. Now, of course, I'm right back on gum. I chew it all day except at mealtimes when I stick it behind my ear. Violet. Pull it, Mother. <laughs> now, this piece of gum here is one that I've been chewing on for three months solid, and that's a world record. It's beaten the record held by my best friend, Miss Cornelia Prince Medal. And was she mad? <laughs> Hi, Cornelia. How are you, sweetie? <laughs> Cool it, mother. Mate, I struggle to get 15 <laughs> minutes out of a bit of gum. <laughs> Three months, that's solid. Solid effort. But uh, again, man with Scar. Scarface appears, whispers in her ear, and you're thinking, mm. so did you, did you, had you remembered the movie to know who he was? No. Okay. Oh, that's good. So you're no. thinking, who's this creepy dude I'm, I'm, stalking I'm, children? I'm thinking, <laughs> I understand this dude is going to be the opposition uh, candy dude. But yeah. It's a bit hard to believe that he just turns up where the golden ticket is. He's got good intel. Yeah. We'll, we'll unpack but that. Interestingly, we'll unpack that. Oh, give me, I'll give you a small unpacking now. The thing yeah. that's going through my mind right now is, well, I guess the media are there. So of course. if he's got yeah, media yeah. contacts, he's going to get Absolutely to where it right. is. But Absolutely globally, right. it's a bit of a stretch. But we will right. talk further on that little matter. Okay. Right. Uh, here's the scene where Charlie pops in to see his mum. She's staying late, working in the laundry late. And he, just, he tells her, oh, they found the third ticket. The... Uh, the, the, it says, look, it won't be me. If you, if you think it's going to be me, you can count me out. He sort of has a bit of a, a, bit of a tanty there, yeah, don't you reckon, yeah. Charlie? He's sort it's of best Charlie can tanty, basically. Yeah, well, he, he's a bit frustrated, but she's saying, look, you know, there are so many people in the world. There are 100 billion people in this world, and only five of them will find golden tickets. Even if you had a sack full of money, you probably wouldn't find one. And after this contest is over, you'll be no different from the billions of others who didn't find one. But I am different. I want it more than any of them. Charlie, you'll get your chance. One day things will change. When? When will they change? Probably when you least expect it. Yeah, yeah. when you least expect First thing that yeah. Harry said at that point was 100 billion. There's only like yeah, 8 no. billion. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. 11 year old picked up on that. A bit of an one. exaggeration, right. But there is a bit of that in this, in this, in this script. Yeah. There's of a bit of exaggeration of in a lot of areas. they call it hyperbole. Yeah. But this is the song I reckon they could have ditched. Cheer up, Charlie. It was. He's walking home and yes, is that one you agree? Yes, yeah. there's this one. And it was a nice song. One. Nice song. I think there's a bad. Grandpa Joe song that I. Oh, the one when he wins the golden ticket. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's all. That wasn't bad. Anyway, fourth ticket. Mike TV is uh, from Marble Falls, Arizona, and with a name like Mike TV, is he a fan of TV? You reckon? <laughs> now the name soon to be heard around the universe is Mr. Mike TV. Hey, Mike, do you think we might shut that thing off? Oh, are you crazy? He won't answer till the station break. Mike, the country wants to hear from you. The world is waiting, Mike. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. Boy, what a great show. I serve all his TV dinners right here. He's never even been to the table. You love to watch TV, Mike? You bet. What about that golden ticket, Mike? That's what we all Hold it. Here. I want to catch this. You like the killings, huh? What do you think life's all about? Mike, would you tell us if... Wait till I get a real one. Colt 45. Pop won't let me have one yet, will you, Pop? Not till you're 12, son. <laughs> now, 12. let's just talk about that little section there. Mm. How does that go down today with sort of gun culture and mass shootings? There, he America says, he says to him, goes, oh, you like the killings, don't you, Mike? He goes, oh, that's what it's all about. In America, completely Yeah, gone. so I think, yeah, a little bit. Everywhere uh, has an age. World, that's has an age. Happening. Yeah, yeah, hasn't aged very well, that little bit. No. But I find him, he's a funny character in this movie. No, I'm a big fan. Uh, well, the news reports continue. There's only one to go. Um, the, they're thinking, well, uh, more, many more important things to talk about. Do you write the news? The news black goes, many more important things to talk about. But we just can't think of any right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Back at Charlie's house, Grandpa Joe has another chocolate bar. Again. And he said, that money was for tobacco, mate. And he says, look, are you open it? No, you do it. No, you open it. You, you do it. He goes, no ticket. And, he's, and I like how Charlie says, look, I bet the golden tickets makes the chocolate taste terrible anyway. Yeah, because that's yeah. what matters. I love this scene in the auction house. This is the last case of Wonka bars in the UK. Let's start our bidding at £1,000. £5,000. Your Majesty. <laughs> the Queen's bidding on them, right? Anyway, this is a funny scene too where the police hostage negotiators, they're saying, look, what do they want? We're wanting to hear their ransom demands. Then the phone rings and they, we find out what the ransom demand is. What do they ask for? Whatever it is, they can have it. They want your case of Wonka bars. Miss Curtis, did you hear me? <laughs> it's your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars. How long will it give me to think it over? <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. Again, it's just those little, yeah. like they're essentially one-liners. They're, they're yeah. scenes, they're small scenes Very built funny. up to a one-liner. Yeah, Build, great inclusion. Building up. That woman in that scene, if you look closely, if you've seen it as much time, many times yeah. as I have, she's actually a reporter in another scene. She doesn't talk, oh, but she's no. holding the microphone here. So they got They made a lot of use out of her. But you know what? We find out that the fifth and final ticket has been found. That's it. That's it. It's all over. The Wonka contest is all over. The fifth and final ticket has been found. And we've got a live report coming in directly now from Paraguay, South America. So that winner was a millionaire, multi-millionaire casino. casino owner, yeah, right? yep. Now, his name they gave was Alberto Minoletta from Paraguay, right? Now, do you remember they showed the photo of him? Yeah, the photo like a buddy shown. Mugshot. Well, the photo shown is actually a photo of Martin Bormann, head of the Nazi Party, and Adolf Hitler's private secretary. <laughs> so, <laughs> really trying to paint him in so, a good light. Uh, and apparently, the rumor is that he fled to South America to escape justice. That's why they showed oh, his photo. So it's a bit of an Easter it's a bit of an in joke. Yeah, oh, a bit of an in joke. You. Right, it yeah. could be him. <laughs> so uh, we find out the scene cuts back to Charlie's house. And they think, like, how are we going to, what are we going to tell Charlie? The little boy's got to have something in this world to hope for. What's he got to hope for now? Who's going to tell him? Oh, let's not wake him. He'll find out soon enough. Yeah, let him sleep. Let him have one last dream. Now, did you see the scene cut to him? He's awake, crying. Yeah, He'd crying heard it. Yeah, he heard the whole thing. That, that, that was t- that hit your tugged heart, at the heart one, yeah. a little bit, yeah. In the classroom the next day, we sort of found out uh, they're talking about percentages, and if we took, if we go to take the number of Wonka oh, bars, yeah. how many did you buy? How many did you buy? Two hundred. Two. Do you mean two hundred? No, just two. So he's uh, he's pretty humbled by that. By now we know Charlie's poor. Yes. So he's got. He's we see him walking down the street. So he's finished his class. Fifth and final tickets. Fin- he's been found. Yeah. He's walking down the street, and what does he see in the drain? It's like a little a silver dollar, which back then would have been a lot of money, eh? Yeah, oh, it looks like yeah, it's so, coins anyway. And he happens to be right near Bill's candy store. Of course. He hammers in there. I think he gets the scrum diddly umptious and yep. absolutely inhales it. Yeah. Like, and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, mate has to it say, easy. listen, you'll yeah, get yeah. a sore tummy. Take it easy. Um, and then he says, oh, he goes, you'll get a stomachache. He goes, oh, here, I want to buy one for my Uncle Joe. He goes, why don't you try a regular Wonka bar? And so he gets that for Grandpa Joe. But then he gets outside, and here's the kerfuffle outside. Yep, a bit the of a hubbub stand. around there. And they're thinking, yeah, the, the, the newspaper, right? So it's no internet back then, so it's all newspapers. Spoken and like a true newspaper. Exactly man. right. They find that the fifth ticket was fake. a fake. It was a, it was a hoax. 
Which means so it means there's one ticket floating around, and Charlie has just pulls out his bar, his Wonka bar. He's found it. Ta-da! Hey, you've got it! You've got the last golden ticket. The kids found the last golden ticket. <laughs> Now, every time I watch this movie, I'm mm. terrified in this part. Because he's going to lose the ticket. his hands he's up here, up. everyone's got he's hold of it. He's a tiny little kid. It's I'm thinking, like, oh my God, how's that not stolen it? from yeah. him? He's going to lose it. Anyway, he runs home, and who does he run into? But the man with the scar. You've found the fifth golden ticket. May I introduce myself? Asa Slugworth, president of Slugworth Chocolates Incorporated. Now listen carefully because I'm going to make you very rich indeed. Mr. Wonka is at this moment working on a fantastic invention. The everlasting gobstopper. If he succeeds, he'll ruin me. So all I want you to do is to get hold of just one everlasting gobstopper and bring it to me so that I can find the secret formula. Your reward will be 10,000 of these. Think it over, will you? A new house for your family and good food and comfort for the rest of their lives. And don't forget the name. Everlasting Gobstopper. Very tempting. And the concept there is that you've just found out what that guy has said yes. to every winner. So he, we've discovered his Slugworth, the, the, who his grandpa Joe mentioned yep. was a spy. And you're thinking, uh-oh. So he's thought about it. You know what's interesting? It really does make you remember the term everlasting gobstopper. Oh, does it ever? The yeah. way he says yeah. it, the way it's delivered, it's yeah. <laughs> perfect for that. You can't forget it. Absolutely yep. right. So anyway, Charlie runs home and he runs in because a bit of a bit of a boy who cried wolf here. I guess I found it. I won it. They mm. go what? And he actually goes, Jesus, he well, actually has got it. Because again, remember, yeah, this is really hard for people to appreciate now. But yeah. there's no internet. There's no yeah. social media. There's no nothing. There's a TV. This is like a ten-inch TV on yep. the on the box up there. They've, they're not watching. The news doesn't know that this thing was a fake. So yep. they've all missed what Charlie has found out from that newsstand. So, of course, they think he's full of it. So he tells me, found found money, bought a Wonka bar, ticket was in it, and then uh, Grandpa Joe's reading it, saying, oh, okay, what you can bring one guest. And he goes, his sister Grandpa, he goes, oh, geez, I wish you could go. And so here's where, and and I've read a lot of very funny theories that, yeah, that right. really give it to Grandpa Joe for being a real lazy ass. <laughs> I'm thinking, hang on, you got a chance to get the golden ticket out, now you decide to get up off your ass? <laughs> like, is that, you know? Yeah. you got your daughter or, or Haven't done this in 20 years. 20 years they've been in that bed. Yeah. So how old would they be? They'd be what, 80? 70? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, So 20 years ago, in their 60s, they were bedridden. Crazy. So anyway, maybe not enough veggies in their diet or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he says, that then he sings the your favourite song, I've Got the Golden Ticket, and they're dancing around. And I'm thinking, geez, that's, he's pretty he's pretty lithe for a bloke who's been in bed for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this this whole thing falls apart at that point. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't stood up for a while, yeah. you're not going to be able to stand up You're not going like to be that. doing the dance. Yeah, exactly right. And then he, I think um, that's when Charlie also says, like, I ran into Slugworth. And uh, then they realise, hang on, October 1st, that's tomorrow. Yeah, let's better go. Get, better get ready. Might want to have a shower this time, Joe. <laughs> so next day, we see it's the big day. Crowds are there. There's a band playing. The golden ticket winners have gathered. And uh, they say, look, the, the TV interviews, this is the big day. The clock strikes 10. 
There it is. We see the door open. Yeah. And Willy Wonka appears with his walking stick. Now, this is 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Okay. So I, I it's looked only at it. It's 44 and something. Hour yeah. and 40. It's, it's, hour and yeah. So hour there's, hour for nearly half the movie, you haven't yeah. seen Willy Wonka yet. That's right. So it's a massive build-up. And then you see him limping. You remember he's limping? With the cane. Walking stick gets stuck. That little bit, that little brick apparently was made of styrofoam. It's made of styrofoam. That's so what I assume yep. too. But such and a great showman. He thing. falls and does a somersault, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. So good. Now in that scene, to uh, when he w- went out to greet the golden ticket winners, you know the kids were there, the golden ticket yeah. holders. No one knew he was going to do the somersault. That oh, was really? the, everyone's reaction was genuine. Whoa! Everyone didn't know what was going oh, on, wow. so he that wanted is that. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Now it took Gene Wilder apparently two weeks of training with two stuntmen to get that right, because it's pretty good how he, he you see he's going to fall, then he tucks in. You don't just you don't just fall. Yeah. You also don't just tuck and roll. You you fall, tuck and roll, of both. and get up. Yeah. It was awesome. It's huge. It was awesome. You try that right now. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll break my neck. <laughs> he calls the ticket holders. Forward yeah, and yep. guess what, Veruca? I want to be first. I want to make way for Veruca. Yeah, and uh, and they see Slugworth too. Remember, Slugworth's in the crowd, put mm. thumbs up, saying, "Look, don't forget me." Yeah, right. And then he's there to uh, he's there to meet the winners. And now, would you please show me your golden tickets? I'm Veruca Salt. My dear Veruca, what a pleasure! And how pretty you look in that lovely mink coat. I've got three others at home. And Mr. Salt, overjoyed to see you, sir. Would you just step over there for a minute? Augustus Clue. Augustus, my dear boy, how good to see you and in such fine shape. And this must be the radiant Mrs. Clue. Just over there, dear lady. Violet Beauregard. Darling child, welcome to Wonka's. What kind of gummy got here? Charming. Charming. <laughs> Sam Beauregard here, Mr. Wonka. My dear sir, what a genuine pleasure. If ever you need anything in the automotive line, just call on Sam B. <laughs> Phone number's on the card. With Sam B, it's a guarantee. <laughs> I'm Mike TV. Well, you're dead. <laughs> Wonderful to meet you, Mike. And Mrs. TV, how do you do? What an adorable little boy you have. Thank you. Just over there. Charlie Bucket. Well, well, Charlie Bucket. I read all about you in the papers. I'm so happy for you. And who is this gentleman? My grandfather, Grandpa Joe. Delighted to meet you, sir. Overjoyed, enraptured, entranced. Are we ready? Yes. Good. In we go. In they go. This is it. They're inside. Remember, he says, look, hang up your hats and coats. I must one of my favourite bits of this movie. Yes. Because yeah. you know, the factory is such that there's yeah. so many cool things about it. Yeah. But the fact that the, the coat hooks are hands <laughs> that are real people because, yeah. they, like, the bit where Grandpa Joe walks away and the and hand the hat's grabs there. it. And so he goes, good. a little surprise around every corner. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be alarmed. The coat hangers, as they're called, yeah. are the spray-painted hands of the five carpenters who are working on the movie. Really? They said, you know, hey, you blokes, you're not busy right now, are you? Just dip, dip your hand in the gold here and just stick it through this wall for a sec. For you. <laughs> That's what they did there. So, Anyway, they step up and sign the contract. Yeah. He goes, look, I'm entitled to have a bit of protection. He goes, whoa, remember Mr. Oh, Beauregard? Mate. Oh, my God, goes, no, hey, we're not signing anything. Contracts, I know all about them. They're for suckers. <laughs> so he goes, no, you're not signing anything. But Veruca steps up. He goes, don't you, don't you dare spoil this for yeah. me. Yeah. He goes, I'm signing this. You're oh. not going to stop me. <laughs> exactly. So uh, they end up getting through there. And then they... Grandpa Joe goes, sign away, Charlie. Yeah, we got nothing, got nothing to lose. lose. What, what do we got to lose? But then again, you just think <laughs> about the, you know, the, the the whole point here is to have these five kids, only one of whom is essentially deserving. Yeah. And, you know, pretty much every other parent's like, what, should, what are we doing here? And Grandpa yeah. Joe's just like, mate, literally nothing that thing could say that would upset yeah. us. So go go in, go go hard. Yeah. So I love this bit where uh, they go through a door 
They get to the other end. It's really crowded and tight. I think Mrs. Loop saying, someone's touching me. And uh, he gets back to the other door. He goes, oh, here we go. He goes, what are you talking about, you idiot? That's the way we came in. He goes, no, no, let's get through. And And they get into another hallway. Just like this, how he walks up the hallway. And he goes, is he getting bigger or is the room getting smaller? That was actually a forced illusion. Forced illusion. It it looked good, though, didn't it? It looked good. But then the problem was when they opened the door, it was an enormous door shot from the other side. Exactly. And it, it... even my kids went, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The continuity there could have been better. Could have been better. We, we also like know. All it needed was, yeah. all it needed the Mrs. was for Gloop, them to duck out. Well, Mrs. Gloop mentioned something about this. You're not squeezing me through that tiny door. You're off your bleeding nut, Wonka. No one can get through there. My dear friends, you are now about to enter the nerve center to the entire Wonka factory. Inside this room, all of my dreams become realities. And some of my realities become dreams. So they get through. It's a musical lock. Remember, he plays a little yep. little tune. Yeah, the, that's and also the what's door, cool. All the all those little intricate yeah. things, you know. The door swings open, and the reactions on the children's faces are Legit. real. Oh, really? First time they ever see it. They deliberately kept it from them. So when they walk in, they go, "Whoa, look at this place!" Genuine surprise wow, that that's... they film there. I love that idea yeah. in a movie that you capture, of course. Even if you need to do it's, a retake, you've got the yeah. original so that you can compare and Absolutely take it. But right. so good. So he says, "Look, everything here is edible. All the things you want to do." And this is where we also hear, and this is one of my favourite songs. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. So here is when, remember, they're walking down the stairs and he's whipping his cane left and right so they don't go ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, off you go. And then they go grabbing all the lollies and and leaves and trees and everything that's edible. Um, Do you remember then when Willy Wonka sits down and has that flower-shaped cup? He's still singing. He sort of drinks out of the cup. I knew he was going to eat that cup. Then he eats it. The cup itself was made of wax. So he says this in the in the that pure imagination special. He goes, "I had to chew it. I was had to keep chewing it. as soon as I said cut. I was had to spit it out. Yeah, it right. was wax, made of wax. <laughs> anyway, but, they, oh, I knew he was going to eat it. Uh, yeah, just, oh, for as sure, soon as he mate, started drinking sure. it. Then they noticed the river. I think one of them goes, "Oh, what a disgusting, dirty river!" And he goes, "It's industrial weight. It's polluted." He says, "It's chocolate." It's a, and he says, "Look, see the waterfall." He goes, "That's how it mixes. No other factory mixes by waterfall." Yes. Now, and the, it's funny because you listen yeah. to him and you go, this all makes sense. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. it makes sense makes, that it would be aired out. You know, like it's Absolutely. just this stupid concept in your head that is believable. Now, the Chocolate River was made from 150,000 gallons of water. I imagine how many litres that would be. That's a lot. With real chocolate and cream. Oh, really? But they got the mix wrong. When they mix all that watery. together, it looked too red. Oh. So they had to put more stuff in it. More cream to make the mixture look more brown, but because all the stuff they put in it was could spoil, it would stink after a while. It would yeah, uh, after all that filming, it stunk. And even Augustus Gloop, Michael Bolner, who played Gloop, little Augustus Gloop, he says he, he had to fall in. Remember a few times, it was dirty, stinky water. He says because it was a bit watery for my like. If you're yeah. going to be picky about it, yeah. In, it, in was what was, it was water. Absolutely. It, it could have been more syrupy, you reckon? Yes. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, CGI would be. But okay. you only noticed it when there was someone in it, when yeah. Bloop was in it. Yeah. Because when he was flailing, yeah. you could kind of see through it. And that's like, that's not that wouldn't happen with But then, you know what? They noticed these little men across the river. Well, they can't be real people. Well, of course they're real people. Stuff and nonsense. No, Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas. 
From Lumpaland. Lumpaland? There's no such place. Excuse me, Mr. dear lady. Mr. Wonka, I am a teacher of geography. Oh, well, then you know all about it. And what a terrible country it is. Nothing but desolate wastes and fierce beasts. And the poor little Oompa Loompas were so small and helpless, they would get gobbled up right and left. A wang doodle would eat ten of them for breakfast and think nothing of it. And so I said, come and live with me in peace and safety, away from all the wang doodles and horn swagglers and <laughs> snoz wangers and rotten, vermicious knids. Such a good little monologue. It's um, so funny. So, on the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. <clears throat> I know this is With orange of, faces. Yeah, yeah. But this is kind of weird for us to even think about, yeah. but... An eleven-year-old seeing that just goes to me. How do they shoot this? How do they film this to make the all make those people look so small compared uh, to the adults? Oh. Didn't know there yeah, were little yeah, people. Like little do you people, know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like it's a fascinating thing because yeah. if you then so I that that made me stop and go. Imagine in nineteen seventy-one. Yeah, you're a you know ten-year-old going yeah. to the movies yeah. and you're going. This is unbelievable. <laughs> That's the you're thing, thinking it's right? real, yeah. They're real little people. Yeah, right. It's not like you know every yeah. day in in the shops. True that. True that. So I I, th- I found that fascinating. Well, casting it was very interesting too. I, I read in the book that apparently the oomp search for oompa loompas. Don't forget this was shot in Germany. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of uh, small little people, people there, to be yeah. found, so they had to go from there were from people from London and Germany and Malta so and all these and because they were from all these European countries, most of them couldn't speak English. Right. So if you look closely, you know when they're singing the songs, some of them they, they, they don't know what they're saying. They can't mouth the words properly. If you look <laughs> really closely at them, they're not. So in I know we don't want to talk about the new one, but in the new one, are there? Oompa Loompas in the same There is one, one Oompa Loompa that's reproduced. It's one guy. They all look the same, and they just digitally reproduce the same person it's, over it's and over person Yeah, again. little person, yeah. But really little person. Yeah. And, yeah, it's digitally reproduced. That's so one person So from reproduced. a PC perspective, they chose... Yeah, still a small, a little, a, a, a normal, just, just a, a normal looking person shrunk down to oh, smaller person. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, a dwarf, no. Or no, it wasn't a person. Whatever you want to call it, a little yeah. person. It was a small actor... That they, shrunk they perspective digitally. shrunk him. Yeah. See, that's just... Yeah. Not, not the same, mate. They did no. everything in camera here. Yeah. It's all in camera. Yeah. Um, I love how um, this great line when uh, Veruca says, I want an oompa loompa. And v- Violet turns around and she says, can it, you nit? <laughs> I love that line. Even the snooty kids are getting on each oh, other's yeah, nerves. They are. Then we see Augustus drinking from the chocolate river. He was bound to fall in. So anyway, falls Dude. In. There's a if there was a Cadbury chocolate river, I'd at least taste it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> I love to when the mother's panicking and, and she says, Do something. He goes, Oh, stop police. Like he's doing, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do I do? He goes, Oh, the suction's got him anyway now. Yeah. The memory goes up the pipe. And then he goes, then he Oh, goes, oh the, he goes, What's gonna happen now? He goes, Oh, the pressure. He goes, That pressure's building up. And then he's eating, he goes, Oh, the the suspense is killing me. I hope it lasts. He's really enjoying it, Mr. Wonka. But then we see he, he gets fired out like a bullet. Uh, the pipe goes down to the fudge room, calls the Oompa Loompa to take Mrs. Gloop down to that part of the factory. And this is where we hear the first Oompa song. This is the only one we're going to play, but I just want to give you a sample. It wouldn't be a problem without it. Oompa Loompa I've got a perfect puzzle for you. Oompa Loompa Doompa Sorry. Now, 
as you have observed watching this movie, yeah. after every every Oompa Loompa song right. comes as one of the child exits. That's right. Yes. And every song is tailored after that child that says, this big, the fat kid, they call it. Yeah. How do you go guzzling sweets, right? That's what he did. You know what? I every, hadn't observed that. Every song is about... I knew about, they were all different because I'm like, the yeah, words are different. Like the, the one with Veruca ah, Salt we see right. later is about how, how spoiled she is. The one about Violet you know, not eating properly and the Mike TV is all about how ah. watching too much TV. So they're all tailored. It's like a little lesson. Nice. A little lesson in the okay. song. Okay. Yeah. Got you going. Got you. Next thing, we're on the Wonkatania. This is the boat ride. The boat, right? yeah. So they're all, all aboard. They're getting in there. and um, I want a boat like this, yeah, Daddy. Yeah, I want a boat like this, too. And I, I like how when um, she's, um, Violet's saying, oh, spitting is such a dirty habit, she's got a finger up her nose. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I can think of another one. That's exactly <laughs> what Harry said. Yeah. So they, they, they caught up on all the cues. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go in the tunnel, and you see all the images coming up on the wall, and yeah. it's getting a bit scary. Your yeah, kids yeah. going, what the hell's Again, going on? Again, two years ago, Victoria would have walked out at this. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I've got a bit scared. I love how when there's no earthly way of knowing he's going nuts, right? In that scene, when they were filming that, no one knew that he was going to do that. So all their reactions, especially the kids, are thinking, holy hell, what the hell is this? Uh-huh. So he was, you know, he got quite into it and then, boom, we've arrived. Right. That was genuine surprise. He likes doing that. There's a couple yeah. of times he does it a bit okay. later. Very well done. Uh, so then they stop the boat. They're back. They're in the uh, the room. This is the inventing room. Did yeah, you like the sign out cool. the front? Dairy cream, hair, hair cream, cream. <laughs> all kinds of cream. He's speaking German. He goes, right out. We're in the uh, inventing room. This is where all my secrets, uh, I come up with all my new products. He sees all the Oompa Loompas working away as well. Uh, I love how he put the boots into the thing. He goes, that's to give a little bit of a, a kick. A little bit of a kick. <laughs> Did your kids laugh at that? Yes, absolutely. That was funny. Uh, but here's the most secret machine. Uh, when and remember when he leans on this machine? Did you notice when he leaned on this machine? That picture of him is one of the most famous memes on the internet. Oh, really? No. That really sort of condescending. Oh, tell me about how how good you are, sort of thing. You know, that that's the sort of t- theme of the meme. Um, and this is the machine that he comes up with. He gives them all an everlasting gobstopper. Yes. And he says to him, you've got to swear to keep it to yourself. And Veruca Salt does the whole finger cross fingers. Fingers crossed behind her back. And yes. off she goes. But then he shows him another machine. He goes, this is a miracle of the machine age. And it pops out this little pellet, which you're thinking, what the hell is that? Finito. That's all? That's all? Don't you know what this is? My gum, it's gum. Wrong. It's the most amazing, fabulous, sensational gum in the whole world. What's so fab about it? This little piece of gum is a three-course dinner. Bull. No, roast beef, but I haven't got it quite right yet. I don't care. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. So long as it's gum, then that's for me. Violet, now don't you do anything stupid. <gasps> What's it taste like? It's tomato soup. It's hot and creamy. I can actually feel it running down my throat. Stop. Don't. Because Charlie, she's a nitwit. <laughs> What does they do? Again, she says, it's that, she's a nitwit. Help, police. And yeah, then that's oh, the, stop, stop, don't. Stop, yeah, don't. Yeah. He does that a lot. I love that's, it. I this love is it. the point where I realise that what he's doing is he's weeding out the he's weeding out the, the idiots. Yes. He's weeding out the disrespectful. And you think about the when you look back at the movie, you're thinking, of course the those people, the, the Gustus Gloop, he says a chocolate river, he's gonna have a drink out of it. Yeah. You you're gonna see He basically the, invited the, the temptation gum. for all of them. Hello. Yeah. yeah, so it's all there. And uh, but she's talking about how the second course roast beef and a baked potato d- dessert, blueberry yep. pie, and cream. But then they notice something happening. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet. What are you talking about? 
about? I told you I hadn't got it quite right yet. You can say that again. Look what it's done to my kid. It always goes wrong when we come to the dessert. <laughs> and she blows up. She you. blows up. He calls the Oompa Loompas. They roll her away. <laughs> See you later. Apparently in, the, in that special, she said that, you know how she was in that, it was like a blow-up yeah. thing, and she was lying sideways in it. She reckons the Oompa Loompas during the, they took a few takes, and they cracked a head on the side of the door a couple of times. <laughs> they didn't do it properly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they roll her out. And the song again, yes. talking about what, the, what you need to do. Uh, sweet little children left. As she, they go through to the lickable wallpaper. Remember One of bit? the most unhygienic <laughs> concepts in the history of the world. But How do you also, know who's licked that before? Yeah, you? exactly right. But then they also find out about the fizzy lifting drinks. Yes. And they apparently they fill you up with gas and lift you up off the ground. And so this is where, it, yeah. like, my heart drops because... Grandpa Joe's like, well, nothing can go wrong. Let's just have Let's some. have a go, yeah. They have a swig. Yeah. They then float up to this bloody uh, fan yeah, the rotating fan. Yeah, yeah. they're going to get chopped to bits. Fortunately, Charlie, they work out that you burp, you go down. But yep. you're sitting there thinking, what? Well, you're the good kid. What did you do? Yeah, You've ruined why? it all. But apparently yeah. they get away with it. Oh, you know what? This is another bit that disturbs me too. Well, wouldn't they have noticed that they're not there? Remember how they, they go, quick, we better catch up with the others. It's yeah. been like 10 minutes. Don't you reckon they would have said, where the hell are Yes, because they did come back in. Yeah, and, and they were sort of at the tail end of it. Place, yeah. yeah, so that they come into the room where the geese laying the golden eggs. And he explains the the the, the uh, geese are four times larger. And Baruch says, I want a golden goose. <laughs> then they see the egg decator that shows if it's a good egg or a bad egg. Genius bit right. of technology, yeah. Um, and, then she, and then he says, Look, I want a golden goose. Then he goes, okay, Wonka, how much for one of the golden goose? Oh, no, they're not for sale. But then uh, we we hear Veruca break into song. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. I want today. I want tomorrow. I want to wear them like braids in my hair. And I don't want to share them. So she has her She's song. She's a delight. And I like how she jumps onto the egg decator and she drops through and it says, bad egg. Bad egg. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dad's, the dad's alarmed. He goes, oh, that leads to the furnace. He goes, but you know what? She might just be caught just there. And the dad dives in straight after it. He's a bad egg also. See you later. And then the Oompa Loompa song comes again. What do you do? The kids are brat and spoiled. Mother and father to blame. That's the, 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 the lyrics of the song. So another little lesson yeah. that you're giving there. Uh, the next bit, which is like a little bit where they, they get on the Wonka, this transportation, this little, little Weird truck. thing where they get covered the, in foam. Covered in white stuff. See, now, foam. the first thing I said to the kids at this point was, I wonder where that is. Yeah, that, that vehicle. Yes. Man. Yeah, right. Because you don't just trash yeah. that once do you, you film think, the movie. Do you reckon the producers, and, and apparently some of the actors, like I think Vi the woman who played Violet kept her everlasting gobstopper and kept <gasps> things. That would be worth a bomb, that thing. She'd sell it for a million dollars, that everlasting. Imagine yeah. what that would be I remember worth. it was on that show, Porn Stars, yeah. where Rick bought an everlasting gobstopper and I think Willy Wonka's hat and paid like half a million dollars for it. Wow. Yeah, just crazy. But see, like, you know, we've been to Universal Studios, things yeah. like that, and... I don't know. I've just never seen that vehicle, and I think it'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be incredible. incredible. It'd be incredible yeah. to see. It'd Do you be love how somewhere. they're all covered in foam and crap, and then they get squeezed out the other end, and they're perfectly clean? It's, it's pretty cool. Wonders of modern technology. It's pretty cool. This is the bit now where they're in the, the like it looks like a television studio. It's really Wonka weird. Vision. I remembered this bit. Yeah. It's really weird. So you're always attracted to TV, weren't Exactly. You? It's yeah. like a really strange thing that yeah. I remember this bit where this kid, yep. he's, Wonka pro, uh, demonstrates, Yep. Transporting a chocolate bar over the air. 
Yeah. And I'm like, how do I guess it breaks it up into a million pieces that it's re-put put together in, on your TV. Yeah. But the thing is, though, he reaches in and grabs the chocolate bar. And I think Charlie has a tasting. He goes, oh, that's, it's fantastic. Mm. But then Mike TV, of course, has an idea. And he wants to be, uh, he wants to get into it as well. Look at me. I'm going to be the first person in the world to be sent by television. Hey, get away from that thing. Stop. Don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Stop, don't come it's back. It's just seriously, <laughs> you can't, you just, that, that, not everyone can pull that off, I no, don't reckon. He's a genius, Because it's the man. tone as well. Yeah, he's champion. Yeah. You know, ah, so good. But we see him come out the other end uh, and he says, look, watch the screen. Look, something, something's coming through. There's definitely something coming through. Is it mine? Well, it's hard to tell, but I... Oh! Our little group is getting smaller by the minute. Look at me, everybody. I'm the first person in the world to be sent by television. Miniature now, still full on. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. Unbelievable. And they said, "Look, take him to the taffy pulling machine to stretch him out again." And then the oompa loompas. What do you get from a glut of TV? A pain in the neck and an IQ of three. <laughs> so now it's just Charlie uh, and Grandpa. Yeah. And he's saying, "Look, so much to do. So little. And they go, so little time. So much you get. Stop. Strike that. Reverse it." And he goes, "Look." Because he uh, says that earlier in the movie. Must too. I, yeah, he, he repeats it. He goes, "I must answer that letter from the Queen and." What they're talking all oh, what look, he I think Charlie says look what's going to happen to those other kids he goes oh they'll be all right you know they'll be restored to their normal terrible selves yeah but you know they'll be okay and then he's like show yourselves and out. he says yeah what now what do we do so uh, he's asking uh, you know what what next yeah what do we do now Mr Wonka oh yes well I hope you enjoyed yourselves oh. excuse me for not showing you out straight up the stairs you'll find the way I'm terribly busy whole day wasted goodbye to you both goodbye. Whole day wasted. And they're thinking, what the hell now? But and he goes, what the about the... Because he remembers the chocolate. So Grandpa Joe... He goes into the office. Did you like the office? Everything's, Everything's cut in half. half. Yeah, Why that's is that? weird. I think I think the director just wanted a Wonka-esque. That's how yeah, his office there's no, would be. It's weird. I'm sitting there thinking there's no actual premise to that. No. There's no... <laughs> it's just, just appealing to the eye. Okay. The lifetime supply of chocolate for Charlie. When does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contained, etc., etc. Fax mentis incendium gloria culpum, etc., etc. Memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces. Now, I don't know. I'm a bit with Willie on this one. Well, <laughs> decided with the company, I am, mate. Yeah, Hang mate, on. That scene, right, where he's having a crack, right? Willie Wonka's screaming at him. With the photostatic copy. Yes. <laughs> now, the young guy, Peter Ostrom, and yep. Jack Albertson, who plays Grandpa Joe, yep. 
their reactions are real. Because they didn't know he was going to They didn't know like he that. was going to blow up at them like that. Because the director deliberately said, I don't want them to know. He said, look, I should tell them. No, no, say nothing because it's and go hard. You could absolutely, that same script could be read. Yeah. Look, you, you signed a grant agreement, this clause. Oh, he has it, a go. It could be read. Yes. So you can imagine how they yeah. wouldn't have expected the angry delivery. Angry delivery. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. But uh, that's what happens. See you later. Because he and says he, as he walks out the door, fine. Yes. If Slugworth wants an everlasting gobstopper, he'll, he'll get, get it. one. But Charlie stops. Charlie. He turns around and he, what does he do? Puts he the puts everlasting the, gobstopper on, on the table. Puts it on his desk. So shines a good deed in a weary world. Charlie. My boy. You won! You did it! You did it! I knew you would! I just knew you would! Oh, Charlie. Forgive me for putting you through this. Please, forgive me. Come in, Mr. Wilkinson. Charlie, meet Mr. Wilkinson. Pleasure. Slugworth. No, no, that's not Slugworth. He works for me. For you? I had to test you, Charlie. And you passed the test. You won! What, what? The jackpot, my dear sir. The grand and glorious jackpot. The chocolate? So what was uh, were your kids freaking out here at this point? What were they thinking? Were no, they surprised? No, or? no, I, I guess because also they've seen the movie, okay, right, so right. I think they knew this was coming more than more yeah. so than me. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so it was it was more the reaction to the yelling that got them there. I yeah, think. but then uh, he takes them to the Wonkavator, the yes. great glass Wonkavator. He goes, look, I've pressed all the buttons except one, except the one up the toppy. He goes, go ahead, Charlie, go and do it. And he says, look, oh, he goes, I think we, he goes, I hope we build up enough steam. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, we're gonna. What are we gonna go through? The goes, yep, up and out. We're gonna go out, <laughs> and that's what they do. Boom, and uh, they smash through the top, and then uh, he asks Charlie. He said, "Look, he asks about his day. How did you like the chocolate factory, Charlie? I think it's the most wonderful place in the whole world. I'm very pleased to hear you say that, because I'm giving it to you. That's all right, isn't it?" You're giving Charlie the... I can't go on forever, and I don't really want to try. So who can I trust to run the factory when I leave and take care of the Oompa Loompas for me? Not a grown-up. A grown-up would want to do everything his own way, not mine. That's why I decided a long time ago that I had to find a child. A very honest, loving child. Oh, I had a tear good my story. I had a tear my at this point, but the very last line. Don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. <laughs> Just on that last line. Yep. That wasn't originally the last line. Oh, really? Originally the last line was Grandpa Joe saying, Yippee! <laughs> and the director... Right, they'd already wrapped. I think the writer was already he. The writer was on holiday, right, and staying in this cabin. There was one public phone where he was staying. Right, he happened to be walking past the public phone. The writer, I can't remember his name at this point, but he he's the phone ring. He answers the phone. It's Mel Stewart, the director, saying, "Mate, I'm not happy with this last line. I want to film something better." And he says, on the spot, he goes, "Well, we could always sort of say, well." What happens to someone who gets what they want? They live happily ever after. He goes, brilliant. Wow. That's the line. 
and he hangs up, continues his holiday, and they film that. That was the la- that was the line of the movie that we saw there. Wow. Did you catch the line, mate? Some pretty cool little uh, quotes here, starting with uh, from Tim Brooke Taylor in the computer scene. He says, what would a computer do with a lifetime <laughs> supply of chocolate? And then we offered to share the it's chocolate. It's so good. <laughs> That's quite funny. These are the little smart-ass answers that uh, Willy Wonka gives during the movie, which I really love, starting uh, with this one. Wait a minute. What's all that small print there at the bottom? Oh, if you have any problems, dial information. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Yeah, he does that. He also does that here. For Mrs. Knidge. What kind of rubbish is that? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. <laughs> and this is another favourite too, where he's uh, he's asked about all the different things he's making in there. Butter scotch, butter gin. Got something going on the side of it. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. How did that happen? Let's yeah. talk sort of some plot holes here. Other than Grandpa Joe walking. Here's, here's one of mine. Okay. When Charlie is walking from school yeah. uh, before he finds the money, yeah. so they had time to print the paper, words getting around that the fifth ticket was a fake. Why weren't people buying chocolate bars? Remember, Charlie's got the money, walks into Bill's candy store, no one in there. Well, I assume the paper was only just delivered. Well... The news were getting around. Mean, no, no, but he, he picks up the money. The, the news has not been delivered at that point. Well, he goes into the candy store. But they're all fighting. Remember, he's in the store and they're fighting over the papers. Yeah, the paper do you think cut, someone would have run so, into the candy store? Okay, that's a good You know point. what I mean? Someone yeah. would have gone in to buy a chocolate bar. Phew, there might be one here. I always thought mate, that. Always thought that. The news now, here is the, the whole Slugworth, Wilkinson yeah. thing, right? Now, the movie... You're meant to think that the movies were hidden and sent at randomly, randomly arranged. The tickets, sorry, yeah, the golden yeah. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the man with glasses, which we find out is Wilkinson, yeah. not Slugworth, means that Willy Wonka deliberately knew where the tickets would be discovered for, for Wilkinson to be there, right? Yeah, that's right. So here's my question to you. Did Willy Wonka or someone plant the money for Charlie to find so that he could go into the candy store and bill... The candy store owner, I reckon, is also could be in on it because he's the one who suggests, suggests the normal, how about a regular yeah. bar. Yeah. So he goes, here you go, mate. It, that would be a believable theory if he grabbed a regular bar from the side or from the second, like the second one in the in the lot. Yeah, but that's the only thing that makes me disbelieve that convenient. theory. Yeah. Anyway, book v film. Yep. One thing when they were adapting the book, he said the the director and the producer said, look, one thing that's missing, and the writer agreed with this, it's missing a villain. Yeah, right. There was no Slugworth in the book. That whole plot line was ah, invented right. for the movie. Interesting. In the film, Charlie's dad's dead. In the book, he's alive. He, uh, he works for a toothpaste factory. The, the the producers in the movie wanted to portray Willy Wonka more as the father figure rather than his right. actual father. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. One thing uh, found by David Seltzer, the writer's name was, when he rewrote the, when he's writing the script, he said the book had Charlie was too perfect in the book. He wanted a few flaws. That's why he uh, the inventor had the Slugworth plot and the fizzy lifting drinks was added to the movie. That wasn't in the book either. So remember oh, you, so were saying, book, oh, you were saying, oh, you were saying, In the no, book no. he was perfect yes. the whole way through. But in the, in, the, in the movie when you go, oh, you ruined it with so the fizzy lifting drinks. So in the book, does, does Wonka not get angry at him then? Well, no. It's, it's a slightly different ending, but okay. the fizzy lifting drinks was, was invented purely for that one. Yeah. Things you might not know. 
The scene where Charlie's running home with the golden ticket yeah. was the very first scene they filmed. Really? First thing he did, yeah. That's a bit weird. Augustus Gloop is from Dusselheim. Violet Beauregard is from Miles City, Montana. That's the only location that's real. Really? Mike TV's from Marble Falls. Right, doesn't sound real. Ma- Charlie Bucket and Charlie Bucket's from the town where where the uh, factory is, just yep. a few streets away. And Veruca Salt is obviously from England. You're assuming she's from England because he was yeah. he was talking about the Queen also and English salts. I think accent, the sign, yeah. the factory, and the sign, the sign of the factory said salts the peanuts of the Queen. Yeah, if you look in the background there. Oh, I have something to raise, which I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if it's in your notes, yep. but weirdly it did um, uh, jump out at me. Uh, spousal names, right? Grandpa Joe, Grandma Josephine, yeah. Grandpa George, George Grandma Georgette, yeah. and and Henry and Henrietta. Yeah. <laughs> like Augustus, ev- Glo- Augustus Gloop, Mike uh, TV, Veruca Salt. Yeah, but yeah, but Violet mate, Beauregard. First name sharing of spouses. Okay, it's very uh, Charlie Bucket. The names were all there for intended. You know, they were all. Yeah. They had meaning to them. Yeah, good pickup. Huh? It'd be like you marrying a Steph. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephen, and Steph. Yeah. Did you know? Do you remember Don Lane? Yeah. The Yankee Link. Yeah. The Lanky Yank, I should yeah. say. South supporter, auditioned for the role of Bill, the candy store owner. Really? Was so impressive, Mel Stewart, the director, at one point considered him for the role of Willy Wonka. Wow. Yeah, so unfortunately, didn't get the part. <sighs> Did you notice, if you look, if again, if you watch this as many times as I have, Julie Dawn Cole, who plays Veruca Salt, yeah. when she's in the chocolate room, remember the first time they're rushing out? She didn't know that the rock she used to crack the candy bar, the candy open, was real. She dropped onto it and injured her knee during filming. If you look closely, you see on her left stocking there's blood on it. Oh, She actually made herself bleed. Here's another one. Remember at the very start, the Candyman musical sequence? You remember when he opens the the, the, uh, counter? If you look closely... He uh he actually hits a girl in the face when he opens oh. it. <laughs> he just cracks her in the face. But here's another thing too. A lot of people commented on the fact that he all those kids in there grabbing candy and and team tossing candy around, right? It, it, you're thinking, well, when Charlie goes in later and he goes, he's <coughs> got no money. He yeah. puts his hand out. He goes, "Where's your money, mate?" He sort of so is he a bit little bit? Uh, no, you know, I, I looking say down he, on the poor people. He knows the the kids that can pay. And he knows the ones that can't. Right, okay. Maybe he knows Charlie's got no cash. He's never exactly. seen him. He's mate. Pretty cash much. here. No. Alrighty, <laughs> cash. No. <laughs> we'll have to do that. Chopper. Chopper. Oh, I'm Classic. all in. Classic. Alrighty. Dev. That is uh, Willie Wonka. Give us your wrap up and your rating. I loved it. It um it is uh, it is a family movie. I'm not going to say kids or adults. It's a family movie. With a great story, and and the thing is, it's that undertone of of teaching. You know, yeah, you got to be a good lessons person. in it. Yeah, there's genuine lessons in it Absolutely. about being a little snob or yeah. not listening Spoiled. to the rules. Yeah. And, you know, I think those things matter still. Absolutely, so much, probably yeah. more now, more so now than yeah. ever before. Did your kids um, pick up on that? You said to the, yeah. the girl, oh, she's spoiled. Oh, because I said that. at some point, what do you notice about the, all the kids now? Yeah, and they go, only Ch- Charlie's the only one that's nice. There you go. And I'm like, that's can He's we just, the winner. Can we be that way, please? Kids? And he wins. Um, go, so yeah, I, it's a very enjoyable movie. And apart from, I think there was two, like literally, like ten seconds max of the movie where, yeah. like, the elevator in the sky, you know, the oh, graphics the, haven't yeah, held, the, 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 are a little they aged a bit. Yeah. <laughs> apart from that, yeah, the movie is ageless. Yeah, I and, agree. And I, timeless. Totally. I am a massive fan of movies yeah. that 
stand the test of time. So for me, this is a nine. Mate, it's a 9.5 for me. I love this movie. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. I get emotional watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like when he sings the songs and the bit at the end and when he yeah. hugs Charlie at the yeah. end. Mate, that brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. It was very nice. All right. Well, that was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, actually. Next week, a total gear change. Next week, we're doing First Blood. What? Is that Starring Rambo? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Rambo, right. Released 40 years ago. This no, month. really? 40 years ago, 1982, stars oh. Sylvester Stallone. Now, your millionaire question. Okay. Stallone plays John Rambo. Uh-huh. What is his middle initial? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask that, it's a famous quote from the movie. All right, let's go. A, is his middle initial A? Is it B, D, C, J? Stop it. Or D, S? Is it A, yeah. D, J, or S? A, D, J, S. Yeah. So is it John A. Rambo, John D. Rambo, John J. Rambo, John S. Rambo? S. Eh, wrong. It's John J. Rambo. Because in the scene where he's arrested, he goes, what's your name? He goes, Rambo. John J. And that's that's because he's. Uh, you find out he's a Vietnam veteran and it's uh, cracking. You've never seen this, have you? Uh, you've never seen this? No. You are in for a wild ride. It is a very, very good movie. A favourite of mine. And will be of yours, I hope. So I look forward to sharing that with you next week, Trev. Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory, was an absolute pleasure. Going to go down the Chocolate River. Head down the Chocolate River again. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) But next week, join us for First Blood. Trev, see you then. See you then.